Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a very good Monday evening to you. Joe Beningo, the Yoda Paint Podcast. It is Monday. It is August 22nd. It is 2022. The Joe Beningo Auto Paint Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company and, of course, Anita Discount Tire. All right. I'm very pumped up today. How about how about the Mets yesterday? I mean, unbelievable. You know, we get ready for the second installment of this year's Subway Series. Two games at Yankee Stadium tonight and uh, and tomorrow night. Hopefully the weather's going to cooperate because the weather here, and this looks like it's finally uh, raining all day. We had no rain here in the area. Not that I, it, you know, I'm upset about that because you know there's going to be a period where it's going to rain like three weeks in a row. But nevertheless, there is rain today. So uh, very up and down about what, what the uh, case may be uh, tonight. But uh, uh, if uh, everything goes to Hoyle, Yankees-Mets at the stadium, uh, two games coming up. Uh, looks like the Mets will have Scherzer and DeGrom on the mound. At least that's what they're saying, you know? I mean, Scherzer will pitch tonight, and what is it, Domingo Herman and uh, Frankie Montas, who has not really pitched too well for the Yankees so far this year since they got him from Oakland. Those are the two starters for the Yankees. Uh, but uh, we'll get into all that. First, let's get into what happened yesterday. Like I said, Scherzer and DeGrom against Herman and Montas in these two games. There is a possibility that Taquan Walker might pitch the game Tuesday for the Mets, and then they'll push DeGrom back, I guess, till Thursday against Colorado. You know, well, what's new? You know, the, the baby, the babying of Jacob DeGrom never really ends. It's it's unbelievable. I don't know why he, he's on his day. Could he just pitch against the freaking Yankees Tuesday night? No, can't do that. Maybe we'll push Walker back to Thursday. He's coming off an injury. Eh, I, I have to. It just it makes me crazy, but it is what it is. Anyway, uh, the Yankees got a much needed win yesterday. Uh, they uh, avoided a four game sweep. Against the Toronto Blue Jays, they beat them four to two. Andrew Benintendi uh, finally coming up with a big hit for them, big two-run home run that turned out to be the difference in the game. So the Yankees uh, avoided a, a disastrous four-game sweep at the hands of Toronto, and uh, remain, I believe, eight games ahead of the uh, Blue Jays in the American League East. The Yankees now, what is it, four and fourteen, five and fourteen, whatever it is, something like that. In the month of August, they have not played very good baseball, but. The Yankees are going to make the playoffs. There's no question about it. I mean, let's be honest. They're not going to blow this division. Are they the unbeatable, you know, uh, 1998 Yankees that we were comparing them to earlier in the year, the team that won 114 games in a world championship? No, they're not that team. But still a team that's going to wind up at the end of the day winning the American League East. And uh, we'll see where all that goes from there. Uh, it does not look good like they're going to wind up with a better record than the uh, Houston Astros. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out. That certainly uh, remains to be seen. Houston helping the Mets out yesterday, salvaging one of those three games against the Atlanta Braves. They finally beat them. A a, a replay, if you will, of last year's World Series between Houston and and Atlanta. Atlanta took two out of three, but they did lose yesterday. Houston beats them yesterday. So the Mets with their win over Philly, and we'll get into that crazy game, uh, goes back to uh, four games 
four-game lead in the National League East as they get ready for this Yankee series. You know, since they started playing the interleague series all the way back in 1997, Dave Malicki with that great shutout of the Yankees at the stadium, I was there for that game. Uh, hard to believe that that's 25 years ago that they started the uh, interleague play, which I still do not like. I am not a fan of interleague play at all. I think it takes away from the World Series. I really am not a fan of these Yankee uh, Met uh, a series. I like the fact it's only four games this year instead of uh, the usual six, so I'm happy about that. But, uh, yeah, I've never been a big fan of it. I've never been a big fan of the uh, 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 interleague play to begin with. But this is maybe the first time. Think about this, Met fans. This might be the first time that the Mets and Yankees are playing in a Subway Series game, this time obviously in late August, where the Mets are a better team. Think about that. I was thinking about that as we go into this. Right now, the Mets are a better team than the Yankees. I mean, I, I don't think it's even debatable. They got a better record. I think they're four and a half games ahead of them if they, you know, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, but they're just a better team in every aspect of the game. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. And I know the Yankees have, you know, the Giancarlo Stanton injuries always hurt, has really hurt this team. There's no doubt about it. They got all kinds of injuries now in the bullpen. This guy, uh, Lou Trevino, saved them yesterday in the win against Toronto. Uh, you know, but they really haven't hit much. You know, until yesterday, they got nothing from Benintendi since they got him. You know, LeMayu has had an okay year. Rizzo hasn't done much since he's come back from his injury. You know, outside of Aaron Judge, you know, if, if, if Judge isn't getting it done, the Yankees really aren't hitting and scoring runs right now. So I think this is the first time in 25 years, and I think I, I I think it's probably true. The first time in 25 years of Subway Series between the Mets and the Yankees that the Mets are actually the better team. And I think right now, when you look overall at at MLB and the you know the state of baseball right now, I think the only team better than the Mets right now is the LA Dodgers. Now they got the best record in baseball. The Mets are next. And I think right now the top five, if I had to rank the top five teams in baseball right now, I would go Dodgers one, Mets two. I'll say the Braves three. I got to say the Braves are the third best team. And that just even more so shows you how good the Mets have been. If they were in any other division, they'd have a double digit lead. But this Brave team, this defending world championship Brave team that really never loses. They've only lost two games since they lost four out of five at City Field to the Mets. And that was the one game the Mets won in their four-game series they had last week in Atlanta and the game they lost yesterday to the Astros. So right now, I would go Dodgers one, Mets two, Braves three, uh, Houston four, and then the Yankees five. I mean, that's how I would look right now at the top five teams in Major League Baseball. And how about the Mets yesterday? Oh, my God. If you are a Mets fan, you got to – I mean, I, I'm beside my – this is clearly – the best team this team has had since the 1986 team, the last time the Mets won a championship, the team that won 108 games. There's no doubt about it. They're 35 games over 500. They're 79 and 44. They take three out of four this weekend against the Phillies. They easily yesterday in that crazy game against the Phillies could have easily, you know, after they were down 4 nothing, Jose Butu making his first ever start, major league start for the Mets. They had all kinds of situations with the rotation this weekend, you know, with the injury to Carrasco, the injury to Walker. They had to start, you know, Trevor Williams and David Peterson in the doubleheader yesterday. They had to start, 
uh, Budo, Jose Buto yesterday, you know, coming up from the minor leagues. And, you know, they find a way to win this game. They're down 4 nothing in the first inning. They come back to tie it at 4-4. They're down 7-4. to And then they got that long, an hour rain delay, whatever it was yesterday in Philly. They come back down 7-4. Mark Cannon, how about him? It's a three-run home run to tie the game again at 7-7. They fall behind again. Uh, Gene Segura, who kills the Mets. It's a pinch hit home run off the absolutely brutal Trevor May. And how, how about this? You know, I was talking to my my buddy Joe, the great Joey and Clark, huge Met fan, of course, that he is. So they put this kid, Nate Fisher, in. This kid was like a, a banker last year in Omaha, Nebraska or something. And now he's pitching for the Mets because the Mets, you know, he made his he makes his debut. I guess it was his major league debut yesterday, right? He had been with Seattle, but I don't even think he ever pitched for them. So he makes his major league debut yesterday, just like Buto did. Buto went four innings, gave up seven runs, but at least, you know, somewhat, if you will, kept the Mets in the game after he gave up four runs in the first inning, at least allowed the Mets to get back and tie it, uh, even though he would, you know, they'd fall behind again, seven, four. But Fisher comes in and pitches three shutout innings. How about this? And I'm watching, I'm on the phone with, with Joey as the game is going on. And I'm saying, how about this, Joe? Fisher pitches great. We never heard of the guy. Three innings of shutout ball. Watch Trevor May comes in. He's gonna he's gonna blow it here. And of course, Trevor May immediately gives up a pitch hit home run to Gene Segura, who's one of the all time Met killers. And um, you know they, they fall behind eight to seven there. May thankfully uh, got out of the inning without giving up any more runs. But then the Mets have to fall in behind there. They come back again, and they pull this game out. Jeff McNeil, who's been unconscious. I mean, he gets like Jeff McNeil gets like three hits every game. And not only does he get like three hits every game, but the guy defensively, I mean, he's out there looking like Bill Mazeroski. Did you see the play? Even though he lost the game Saturday night, by the way, the Fox broadcast. Is there anything worse than the Fox broadcast? It's terrible. I don't even know who the play-by-play guy is. I know Tom Verducci's there. But, I mean, it stink. And the Mets really, after they had won the afternoon game at a doubleheader Saturday, that that they did not look good. They looked like a tired team on uh, on Saturday night, losing that game. Uh, what was it, four to one? The final score on Saturday night that they lost to the Phillies. But I mean, you know, they just did not look like a, a a very sharp team that night. And for them to bounce back like they did and and win the game the way they did yesterday was just unbelievable. But anyway, McNeil, as I, I was, oh, that's what I was talking. Like sometimes I lose my train of thought as I'm talking here. But even though he lost the game on Saturday night, with the bases loaded and two out, McNeil made as good a defensive play as I've ever seen at second base on a little floater that looks like it was going to drop in. And he laid out, complete layout, and made this crazy catch kind of tumbling over at second base. McNeil, not only is he batting 320 and getting like three hits every day, but he has played gold glove, as I said, Bill Mazeroski caliber second base. For the Mets, he re- he's really been unbelievable. But nevertheless, they're down 8-7 yesterday after the Segura home run. And then McNeil gets a double. And then Mark Cannon does it again after he hit that three-run home run to tie the game. A two-run home run to give the Mets the lead. And it not it amazing? And Cannon's been terrific for the Mets all year. And he's been, you know, front and center of this Met team that just grinds out these at-bats and wears down these starting pitches. Very similar you know, the Mets' approach right now at the plate is very similar to what the great Yankee teams of the late 90s were. That's what they used to do. They they would wear you down. 
They'd grind out at bats. They'd foul off pitch after pitch. You know, they'd force the starting pitcher to, you know, really pile up the pitch count. And then eventually they'd get to the bullpen and win the game. And that's kind of the way the Mets have been. I mean, they've grounded out at bats all year, and nobody has done it better than Canna. He's been unbelievable. And he hits that two-run home run to give him the lead. Mets are up 9-8. Then Nimmo hits a home run right after that, after they take David Robertson out of the game. I don't know why Rob Thompson had David Robertson in the game two days in a row after he pitched two innings on Saturday night to close out the one game the Phillies won in this series. But nevertheless, uh, he brings in uh, somebody else. I forget who this guy was to pitch to Nimmo. Nimmo hits the first pitch out for a home run, which turned out to be huge because in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, Diaz, Edwin Diaz struggled a little bit, but gets out of the inning. He did allow a run, but he did, does wind up closing out the game with his 28th save and a, another crazy win for the Mets this year who have just never, ever, ever out of a game. Never. You know, we've heard it's, it's a cliche. The Mets play all 27 outs, but God knows the Mets play all 27 outs. And they've done it all year, and they have just destroyed the Phillies this year. They beat They, they finished their season series with them. They win 14 out of 19 against Philadelphia this year, the most wins they've ever had in a season against the Phillies. And how many just signature wins this year have the Mets had against the against the Phillies? You know, the five five man combined no hitter earlier in the year at City Field against Philly. That uh, seven run ninth inning, they were down seven runs to the Phillies in the ninth inning. Six runs, seven runs, whatever it was in Philadelphia. They came back to win that game with the seven run inning. And in that crazy game yesterday, I mean, they've had so many crazy signature wins against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies this year, and the Mets have just dominated them. Like I said, 14 out of 19 really dominated Philadelphia. And Philly's a good team. They're a team that's, that would make the playoffs if the season ended right now. So it's not like, you know, they're uh, the Cincinnati Reds or the Washington Nationals that we're talking about right now. You know, one of the worst teams in baseball, <clears throat> you know, two of the worst teams in baseball. But getting back to Canada. It really is amazing. The Mets made the deal. They bring Tyler Naquin uh, in at the deadline. And Naquin starts taking playing time away from Canna. And actually, when he first got here, it was red hot. Remember, he had that two-home run game. He had another game where he hit a big home run. You know, he was red hot in his early days, uh, you know, taking playing time away and playing left field instead of Canna. And remember, Canna, actually, his splits were better. He hit right-handers better than he was hitting left-handers. So it wasn't even like it was a, you know, complete platoon situation because Canna really hits righties better. But ever since then, Naquin cooled off. Remember the other day he had the, uh, what do they call it? The platinum sombrero where he had five strikeouts in a game. I think he's only like the fifth Met ever to do it. I think Ron Swoboda did it a couple times. Dave Kingman did it. Uh, Frankie Tavares, the old Met shortstop, played for the Pirates too. He did it. Uh, Might have been one other guy in there that did it. I forget. But... So Naquin became, you know, one of the latest men. It haven't been a lot to hit, to have the actual platinum sombrero. The golden sombrero is when you strike out four times in a game. Platinum is when you do it five times. So, you know, that's really uh, pushing the envelope. But Naquin has really fallen off, and Ken has been red hot. He had a red hot series against the Braves in Atlanta, and he just carried it over yesterday. Uh, two big home runs, one to tie the game, one to put the Mets in the lead in the ninth inning, five RBIs. He has been red freaking hot since the Mets brought Naquin in here. And it's amazing. Yeah. Cause he's, as far as I'm concerned, Canna has really reclaimed that spot over Naquin. I don't think there's any question about that. And it's amazing what a little uh, competition 
uh, will do for you, no question about it. But the Mets wind up winning the game. They get the contributions from Budo. They get the contribution from Fisher. Uh, finally, Diaz closes it out. Just a, a crazy win by the Mets yesterday. And I don't know what else to say, but uh, this team, they are they are a tremendous team. And I don't know how far they're going to go. They're going to clearly make the playoffs. I think one thing they have to do, and I've kind of stated this as well, if the Mets are going to win the World Series this year, to me, they got to win the division. You know, you don't want to get involved in a two out of three, you know, a wild card crapshoot where you're playing a team like the Cardinals or you're playing a team like the Padres or you're playing a team like the Phillies, you know, somebody like that. You know, so you don't want to get into any kind of, you know, crazy two out of three wild card crapshoot. The Mets have to win the division. And they've hung in there all year so far, as good as Atlanta's played. I mean, like I said, Atlanta's lost only two games since the Mets beat them four out of five at City Field. And the two games they lost was the one game to the Mets and in the one game they lost uh, yesterday to the to the Houston Astros. So crazy stuff, but this is one hell of a Met team, man. They are a terrific baseball team. Can't say enough about the job that uh, Buck Showalter has done. And he called yesterday – an organizational win, and that's really what it was. You know, just, you know, the promotion of Buto, you know, using Fisher in this game when most of the relief pitchers, had, you know, were really unavailable. You know, just the way they wound up pulling this game out, just great stuff by the Mets yesterday. And as I said, the Yankees got a big win too, finally ending the, you know, the hideous uh, weekend they were having against the Blue Jays, avoiding a four-game sweep at the hands of Toronto at the stadium. I'm happy about it as a Mets fan. You'd rather play the Yankees now two games with the Yankees at least having won a game yesterday. You don't want the Yankees coming in on just a brutal losing streak, you know, or to play any, I shouldn't say coming in because they're playing at the stadium, but playing, you know, play, Mets playing the Yankees with the Yankees really on a, on a bad, bad stretch. They still are, but at least you feel better that they won a game yesterday. One thing about the Mets playing at Yankee Stadium, the Mets usually hit pretty well there. I mean, most people do. I mean, it's one of the real band boxes in baseball, let's be honest, but especially in right field. But uh, we'll see. At least get one or two here. You want to put both of them. They swept the two games at City Field. There's no reason they can't win these both these games. Hopefully, DeGrom will pitch Tuesday. You know, right? I'll make this prediction, okay, Met fans? Take Juan Walker will pitch the game Tuesday, you know? Whatever they can do to baby Jake, boy, did they do it. It's unbelievable. God forbid he pitches against the Yankees. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he will pitch Tuesday night. There's really no reason he shouldn't. But, you know, then again, it is Jake. Got to make sure we treat him with as much kid gloves as we possibly can. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. It is uh, Monday, August 22nd. Let me get my sponsors in here. We'll start out, of course, the great Hackensack Brewing Company. Now, you know the deal. Uh, I've done many a live podcast from Hackensack Brewing Company. We got another one coming up. It's going to be uh, the Friday, a crazy weekend for me, opening weekend in the NFL. The Friday before the season openers on Sunday, actually, because Thursday night is the opener, that great game between the defending champion Rams and the Buffalo Bills. That'll be Thursday night. And then Friday night, my next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company, Brian Costello, who uh, does a great job writing for the uh, New York Post. He will join us. He'll be live there. Of course, covers the Jets. And then, of course, my good buddy John Jastrzemski will be uh, with us there as well. Our one-year anniversary, of the, uh, anniversary, easy for me to say, of the Yoda Payne podcast. 
We'll, we'll unveil our new beer, the Yoda Pain beer, uh, all of that. Hopefully I can drink it. I guess I got to take a lot of drugs to do that. Uh, with my, my situation with my stomach and the gout and all that, nobody cares. But anyway, so that's coming up on uh, September uh, the, uh, the 9th. And you want to check it out. We'll start it at 7 o'clock. And, of course, you know the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company, 10 minutes off the, uh, off the GW Bridge on Route 4 in Hackensack. Their tap rooms open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday. Uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Check it out. You'll love it. No tombstone for me yet. We're working on it. Don't worry. By the time we're done, we'll have one. I got to come up with some catchy phrase like that woman who's still alive has on her tombstone where it says, I'm dead. Uh, now what? Which, you you know, you got to love that. But but anyway, so we'll see. But that's coming up uh, on uh, September 9th. And it's a big weekend for me because uh, the live podcast at the Brewing Company on the 9th. Uh, my return to work with my old partner, Evan Roberts, on Saturday, September 10th from 10 to 2 on WFAN. We'll have a Saturday show every Saturday. It'll be like a football Friday on a Saturday. We'll be doing that. Uh, Sunday, of course, the Jet opener against the Ravens. I'll be there at MetLife. And then Monday, I begin my uh, uh, weekly spot with Brandon Tierney and Tiki Barber on their uh, midday show on the fan, uh, breaking down the uh, Jet game from Sunday. So a big weekend coming up for me. But check us out September 9th on Next Live Brewing, uh, <laughs> our next live broadcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. And everybody over there, Mike Jones and TJ and Herb and Andre and everybody, and it should be a great time. You want to check it out coming up in uh, really just a couple weeks on uh, uh, September Friday night, September 9th. Also, uh, need a discount tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. Go see my son Johnny. Go see Ari. They'll take care of you. You need tires. You need work done on your car. This is the place to go. So uh, go check out. I need a tire. I need a discount tire. Rivervale, uh, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Tell them uh, Joe Beningo sent you. Okay. The Oda Payne podcast. Now, yesterday, the Yankees retired Paul, Paul O'Neill's number 21 yesterday. And deservedly so. Now, I know there's always been a lot of controversy because there's so many retired. The Yankees have so many damn numbers retired. I mean, right? And, you know, I look at it and I... They've won so much. I mean, when you've won, you know, what is it, 27 world championships over the years, there's so much history there that they are clearly the number one all-time franchise in the history of sports in this country. Uh, In all due respect to the Boston Celtics, but they are. You know, it's clearly the Yankees. Um, Should they retire O'Neill's number? Look, the Yankees have iconic players. You got Babe Ruth, you know, number three. You got Lou Gehrig, number four. You got the great Clipper, Joe DiMaggio, number five, right? You got Mickey, Mickey Mantle, number seven. You got Yogi Berra, number eight. You got Derek Jeter, number two. Uh, You got uh, Whitey Ford, number 16. You got Reggie, number 44. Some people say, well, Reggie shouldn't be retired, but why not? He played for the Yankees for five years. He won two championships, all right? Why shouldn't he be retired, (laughs) okay? You know, so, I mean, of course he should be, number 44, you know, all those guys, I got no problem with any of those guys. Don Mattingly's number 23, you know, should be retired, no doubt about it. Thurman Munson, his number 15, you know, especially, you know, the, the tragic way, the way Thurman passed away and all of that. Okay. His number 15's up there. Uh, you know, Joe Torrey's number six is up there, as he should be, you know, with a, you know, delivering four world championships as a manager, you know, uh, six pennants 
uh, in his tenure there. Casey Stengel's number 37 is up there. All the great, how many, what was it? Uh, 10 world championships. For how, how many did Casey win? Was it 10, seven? I think, was it seven championships and 10 pennants for, for Casey? I got to think about it again. Because uh, I got to figure it out of all those. I think it wasn't he a manager for all five of the ones that won from 49 to 53. I'm pretty sure, you know. So Casey was the manager then. You know, he definitely was the manager uh, of the uh, the team that won in 56. He was the manager of the team that won in 58. Uh, so and then of course his last year as manager was uh, 1960 when they lost that World Series to Mazeroski and the Pirates <clears throat> in Game Seven. <clears throat> Excuse me, as I cough up a lung. Anyway. I have no cough button on this, so what the hell you want me to do? You know, it's not like I'm sitting there at the fan pressing a button all the time when I'm clogged up. I mean, this is this is what happens. You know what I mean? So anyway, getting back to the Yankee retired numbers, you know, should Billy Martin's number one be retired? Eh, should it? I mean, I don't know. All right, Bill Dickey, his number. You got the same number as as uh, as Yogi, number eight, Hall of Fame catcher. Okay, fine, great catcher. He had like a lifetime, whatever his average was, 320, 30, whatever. Okay, fine. Bill Dickey, put him up there. You know, to me, Roger Maris is number nine. He should be up there. And Roger Maris should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, all this insanity about, well, he, he, the numbers weren't good enough. Give me a break. The 61 home runs, and we'll see if Aaron Judge, he's still stuck on 46, um, you know, with about 40 games left to play. We'll see if he can get to, you know, break Maris's Yankee record of 61 home runs. But Maris was a back-to-back MVP. Five straight Yankee pennant winners, great right fielder. We could go on and on. Uh, the 61 home runs in 1961. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I got no problem with his number num- number nine being retired up there. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Bernie Williams, 51, is up there. I really got no problem with that. But at some point, you know, Gidge, you know, it's the problem is Elston Howard's 32 is up there. Uh, first uh, African American ever played for the Yankees, and he was a terrific player too. Let's let's not mistake in that because he was. Uh, you know, who else is up there? Gidry's 49. He deserves to be there. You know, so it's hard. It's hard. Is Pettit's 46 up there? I'm not even sure about Pettit. But the Yankees have had so many, so freaking many of these great players. They're running out of numbers. They really are. So let me just, let me review <clears throat> again here. All right. Billy Martin, number one. <clears throat> I'm terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I apologize. Billy Martin, number one, Derek Jeter, two, Babe, three, Gehrig, four, DiMaggio, five, Tory six, Mickey, seven, Yogi and Dickie, eight, Roger, nine. Oh, that's right. Phil Rizzuto, two, ten. Uh, question Rizzuto. All right. He is a Hall of Famer. Questionable. See, to me, Billy Martin, questionable. Phil Rizzuto, questionable. But he's up there, too. Let me see if I can get him in, in, in order here. Thurman's 15, no problem. Whitey Ford, greatest Yankee pitcher ever, 16. No problem with him being up there. Trying to go in order here. Who's next after? Is, is O'Neill the next guy now at tw- number 21, right? Am I missing one? 17, 18, 19. Is no- 21 is O'Neill. He's up there now. Great Yankee, part of four world championship teams. I get it. You know, all of that. We know what kind of player he was. You want to retire his number? Okay, fine. Four world championship teams with the Yankees. Um, actually, uh, Four or three? Was he on the old 19? I don't think he was on the No, he wasn't on the old. His last year was 01. So three world championship teams with the Yankees for O'Neill, and then the one he had in Cincinnati in 1990 with the Reds. But, okay, you want to put him up there? Fine. 21's up there. Uh, Mattingly's 23. I got no problem with that. Mattingly should be in the Hall of Fame. I've said this many times. Mattingly should be going in with Keith Hernandez, and maybe eventually they'll do that. 
So Mattingly, I got no problem. His number 23 is up there. Uh, I mentioned Elston Howard's number 32. Okay, fine. Reggie's number 44, of course. 49 for Gidry, fine. 37 for Casey Stengel, fine. I got. I think I got them all, right? Bernie Williams is 51. I'm not sure about Pettit. I think they did retire his 46, number 46. I think they did. But, again, there's a lot of retired numbers. But when you've had the kind of success that the Yankees have had over the years and you've won 27 world championships, it's really hard. You know, so many guys that have won so much, you you know, what what can you say? You know, do you really have a problem with all these guys? Like I said, Billy Martin I don't think should be there. Phil Rizzuto to me is very questionable. Outside of that, I have a hard time saying every anybody else shouldn't be there. So, but they did retire O'Neill's number yesterday. All right. Crazy stuff. I can go on and with this stuff all day. Joe Beningo, the Ode of Pain podcast. It's Monday, August 22nd. Uh, last night, the Giants preseason game. Uh, they beat the, who cares? They beat the Bengals 25-22. Daniel Jones looked okay. He did throw a pick in the game, if you care. Kayvon Thibodeau, the number one draft choice, had a scare with an injury to his knee. Uh, he walked off the field. You know, don't know really what the extent. It doesn't look like it's too bad. Fortunately, hopefully for the Giants, it won't be. The Jets play tonight uh, against Atlanta. They've been practicing with them all uh, the last couple of days at Florham Park. They'll play tonight, Monday Night Football, uh, their second preseason game. I guess Flacco will see him. We'll see Mike White. I wouldn't even play Flacco, but, you know, whatever. So uh, that'll be tonight, uh, the uh, Jets' uh, second preseason game as we close in on the start of the year. So, so there you go. Wrap up. Wrapped up all this sports stuff. Uh, again. Subway series tonight. Hopefully the weather's going to hold up. And as I mentioned earlier, again, it's it's uh, Domingo Herman against Max Scherzer. Hopefully tomorrow you'll see DeGrom pitch and they, they won't baby him. But don't be surprised if Taiwan Walker pitches the game on Tuesday night uh, against Frankie Montas. And again, just think about this, Met fans. 25 years of the Subway series. And for the first time in those 25 years, the Mets will go into Yankee Stadium and play the Yankees as the better team. How about that? All right. Everybody have a great week. All the love. Oh, the pain. That's the name of the podcast. I'll talk to you on Friday. Enjoy, everybody. All the love.